0: What is up everybody? Welcome. Today, uh, as you can see, we are doing a Spider-Man No Way Home review uh, with the gang. No, I'm just kidding. We're doing we're doing a Season 41 retrospective. Season 41, uh, drop the four, keep the one. A lot of questions I have to ask to all of these beautiful and amazing people. Um, we are the Survivor Buffs, me and Adam, but we're joined by Coach Drew, the host of the Survivor Hot Takes, the legend. Chris, uh, the coverage of many, many international Survivor seasons, the International Survivor Stand, and then we have Justin, host of the Block. So we're gonna get to what their thoughts of the season are because we haven't got to hear what they think of uh, a lot of the season. So we're interested. We want to know. We want to know what the team thinks about Survivor 41. So uh, I guess Adam, my first question: Where was the monster? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> with, I'm just all right, anyways. It was
1: Heather, right? It was, it was Heather,
0: Heather. Heather was the monster. Was it the it?
1: monster? No, uh, okay. I don't know. Uh, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for kicking us off, Gideon. Yes, we're the survivor buffs. Uh, presented here by Reality Pop. We try to get the sort of the heads of all of the Reality Pop podcasts here to. So to wrap up uh, the year, wrap up the season, is our first time covering a Survivor Season Live. So we have, um, as Gideon said, Coach Drew, Chris, Challenge Insiders, Justin from the block covering Big Brother. Um, we're going to talk about 41. Uh, I want to throw the first like uh, question or two over to Justin because he's uh, only going to be here at the, at the beginning of this. But I guess the first question, Justin, is just like, what, uh, what are just your overall thoughts of the season?
2: Yeah, you know, I kind of uh, kind of understood what Survivor was trying to do, ringing in the new era of Survivor um, coming out of the COVID year and, and trying to um, add a spice to the season, I guess. Overall, I thought it was a fairly balanced season. It didn't really seem like anyone was running away with the game. Obviously, you had uh, people like Ricard and, and Xander that were, you know, comp beasts. But at the end of the day, it, it kind of felt like going into any competition – Um, anyone could really take the immunity or win the reward for the most part towards the end of the season, which I liked. It felt very balanced, kind of had a little bit of a slow start just from a personality standpoint of, uh, you know, character development, but ultimately felt like it was a pretty decent season getting back into it, even though it was a shortened season. And uh, it seemed like there was a new twist every 30 minutes, um, two times each episode. So I liked it.
1: Justin, I know you host the block, which covers the Big Brother. Who from this season, uh like give me like one or two people who you think from this season might uh do well in a big brother house? I mean, first and besides foremost, Heather. I, besides Heather, because she's the obvious one, but yeah, Heather, just yeah.
2: a comp beast, personality beast. She had everything working in this season, a survivor. Um, I, I think obvious for me would be uh Xander, just from the standpoint of he seems to fit. The mold of what Big Brother would type, you know, try to cast, um, in, in you know, finding that surfer dude. We've seen that kind of guy in the past on Big Brother. Um, very personable, easy to create connections. Another guy I would like to see, or another player I would like to see on there, would be Danny. Um, just from the standpoint of uh, he seemed to to do a pretty good job of of staying level headed and actually developing some relationships as well. Plus, former athlete, formerly with the Dallas Cowboys. I love that competitive spirit. Anytime you can get that into a reality TV show kind of takes it to the next level. So I would love to see him in big brother as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Could Erica sure.
2: win big brother? <laughs> if, if she had a, uh, a, a time lapse hourglass that she could smash <laughs> to win immunity Then maybe, uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't see that happening in big brother anytime soon.
1: You never know. Um, I was going to go around and ask, we'll get to some more detailed questions later, but just to get everyone's kind of overall thoughts on the season, that way when they answer the rest of the questions later, it will make more sense. Uh, I'm assuming you guys all know what a tier list is. Uh, so if you had the, the tier list of S, A, B, C, D, and F, um, where do you think you personally would put this season on a tier list? When me and Gideon did our finale recap, we um we did this. i believe i said like high d and Gideon said low c if I remember yeah, correctly, I but was
0: a bit higher than you on it. I was like either a solid or a low c and you yeah. were like yeah
1: so so chris what where would you put this on a on a t- on a tier list?
3: Wow, I thought I was low on the season. You guys really, really don't have a high opinion of it if you're ranking it that low. um, For me, I, I would like to answer it in two ways. If I looked at the cast, I would rank it A. Absolutely. Um, if I had, yeah. if I had to look at the season as a whole, the way that it played out with production being so involved, manufacturing a lot of things in the show, um, I probably would say a high C for me, or maybe a low B could potentially go in there. The problem for me with this season is when I look at it and when I do my season rankings via tier listing, I would think how much would I want to rewatch this season? And I don't know if it's a season that I want to rewatch all that often, to be honest. Um, But a lot of that is due to the production and not the cast. So I feel like production really let the cast down this season.
1: Right. I think it's a top 10 all newbie cast, potentially even top five. Potentially, for me personally. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Drew, where are you at?
4: All right. So much like what Chris just said and what you just said, uh, I love the cast. Uh, In fact, I I say this is what Island of the Idols could have been Hmm. if other things hadn't happened. Uh, I think this is a top five to top ten cast, uh, newbie cast of all time. I am very vocal about the fact that I hated most of the twists. Um, and I think because of that, and I think I think it's a lot higher than a lot of you guys are, um, I have it low B, high C. Um, okay. And that's mainly because it's saved by the cast and saved by the fact... It's almost David versus Goliath worthy, uh, respect that the players are giving each other. It's not a bunch of bitter people as they get voted out, like, Oh, a bunch of f u s to each other. It's like, man, you know what? You, you got me. I'm out this, that, and the other. Um, so I, for me, low B, high C, um, I guess right now I put it high C. Uh, but when I do my rewatch where I actually just binge it in a day, I feel like it might move up a couple spots.
1: Drew, is it is it higher on your list than season eight Survivor All-Stars? All
4: Stars? Absolutely, because all
0: I right, kick him out of the stream. Kick, yeah, him, kick, out. kick him out. Kick him out. He doesn't deserve to
1: be. here. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Give give your reason. It's wrong, but give I reason. mean, no, no.
4: I so uh, you know a plug here. Uh, I will be doing a All Stars <laughs> retrospective in a couple weeks, where I will actually sit there and re- re- rewatch it. Um, but there was nothing on this season that made me uncomfortable as I watched it. And all stars has at least three moments where I'm like, why do I watch this show? Uh, so season 41 has that going for it. All stars is in my top 25. So it's not like the worst, but I would, I would put 41 ahead of it as of now.
1: All right. I mean, you're wrong, but okay. Uh, um Gideon well you had it high or low c right
0: yeah yeah low c and I think I share the same sentiments as everybody here I think the cast is phenomenal just I felt a little overcrowded with the twists there's you know we me and you talked about it so that's my thoughts
1: yeah and then uh Justin where do you think you would put this season in a tier rank
2: yeah so I would actually put it right there at like a b minus low b just like everyone else however I will say The reason I rate it that high compared to what it should be maybe based on production quality is because I think as much as we didn't like how many twists were in this season, it almost felt like production was trying to figure out what twists could be long-term within the game. They were using this season to maybe find out what twists would work for future production, um, knowing that they were filming another season directly after it what they could maybe film uh, or throw into that season 42. Um, So I think that we're going to see some twists come out of this season that have some longevity over the course of the next five to 10 years of Survivor, in my opinion, at least. I think that's kind of, I want to see how many twists actually stick and which ones don't stick from a production standpoint.
1: Yeah. Which we're definitely we'll definitely get to uh the twist later. But um the last question I'll ask uh, Justin before you head out here, and then I'll get to everyone else on the same question. It's just like um when people like obviously, you know, it's it's sometimes it's hard to judge a season when it just happened. Like you sometimes you gotta you do have to let it sit. Um, not necessarily rewatch it, but sometimes rewatching it can't change your opinions. So I like to bring up token sheens as an example it was pretty Pans uh, was considered often uh, like a, a pretty bad season amongst like people liked coach and thought JT was a good winner. But beyond that, the initial reactions of token genes were not great. Um, whereas Gabon, which happened right before token genes was um, <clears throat> I remember people seemed to really love token genes, or uh, love Gabon as it went on. As we go on now, um, Gabon is clearly the worst season of all time. It, and you can remain unmuted for that comment uh whereas token sheens, uh no gabon has gone down a little bit whereas now token sheens is considered a lot of people i've heard people put it number one as their favorite season um so where do what do you think people i mean it's really hard to judge but like what do you think people will look uh you know if they look five ten years back on this season what do you think they'll think of the What do they remember? What will be like the highlights? What do you think like the legacy of this season is going to be if you had to guess?
2: Yeah, I mean, kind of exactly what I just mentioned in the previous question was, I think down the road, when we see some of these, these different twists that come out in season 48, people are going to be able to reference back to, oh, I remember the first season that happened season 41, when they were trying to ring in the new era of Survivor. And not that Erica is not going to be a memorable winner, you know, who's to say she won't be, I guess, but I guess from the standpoint of the the ripple effect of what is going to come from this season and kind of overflow into future seasons, um, people will be able to look back to, you know, kind of like we did in the first era of Survivor, if you will, of of the first Exile Island or um, something along those lines where people can reference back to season 41 and say, OK, that was the first season with the knowledge is power advantage or, um, you know, the the, the hourglass um, change, something like that. Um, I don't I do hope they don't overuse those in future seasons, however, because I don't want people to expect those things to happen every season. I would love to see them maybe sprinkle in things here and there from season 41. But I think all the twists, the new twists, I think that'll be the lasting legacy of season 41.
1: Very cool. All right, Justin. I know you gotta head out, but uh, join us back uh, at the end because I got a good, I got a good, got a good final question I wanted to ask all of you guys. So I don't want you to miss that one
2: for sure. All right, guys, appreciate it.
1: All right, Chris, who do you want from this season to be on Australian
3: Survivor? On Australian Survivor, well, Australian Survivor. For those who have watched it, um, and I know it's newly on Paramount Plus now, so if you haven't seen it, go and and watch. I think it's from season four that they've got on there. Go and have a look at it. The big difference between Australian Survivor and um, the US Survivor, in my opinion, is the challenges. Like, it is brutal. Um, I'm really excited to see what Sandra Diaz-Twine, for those who don't know, she's going to be in the latest version of the show, um, Blood vs. Water. I'm really interested to see how she's going to do in the challenges because it is no joke. So if I'm looking at... Well, hopefully, hopefully she, hopefully she does well. Hopefully she's not using the sit out bench. Hopefully um, Jonathan takes the sit out bench away uh, for Sandra that for her bench. Position. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, exactly, the Sandra bench. But if I'm looking to answer your question, specifically who would tr- sort of um, go over to Australian Survivor and do well in a game such as that, I actually think Erica could win that season pretty comfortably. And it's also why I disagree with with puji on the Big Brother stuff. I actually think she would do extremely well in Big Brother because the best thing you can do in Big Brother is to. it's a longer game than Survivor. The fact that she won a 26-day, the more I think about it, is insane because, you know, it should promote higher gameplay more aggressive gameplay to get to the end and it didn't it actually and maybe she played that way we didn't see it in the edit and i know we'll talk about erica's win later on Um, but erica could do well in australian survivor because you need to lay low you can't be a big target from the start it's a 50 50 day game so it's twice the amount of time that survivor us is playing right now and i think erica her gameplay being under the radar and letting other people take hits and be shields for her is the kind of gameplay that could get it to the end i mean we had a very good winner who i'm not going to spoil for those here that haven't seen australian survivor yet win with a very similar game plan as well and i think she could be very similar to that player and very lethal in a game such as australian survivor the big issue is the initial pre-merge section of the game can she get through that if she's not very strong in challenges. And for that right. reason, just before, and I know Gideon wants to add in because he's seen that season that I'm talking about. For that reason, the people that I just think challenge-wise will do really well is Danny, Xander. Um, I think someone like Liana, I think could do pretty well in that as well. Um, and those would probably be with Erica, the people that I would say. And Ricard, I mean, I have to give respect to Ricard. He probably, I hate it when players anoint themselves as a legend in the game but they play a really good game you know to me the fans decide who the legends of this game would be but he's got some merit he played a pretty good game
1: yeah absolutely um just uh rolling off the question i asked justin uh drew what do you think and what do you think people will look back when when survivor 50 is is wrapping up how do you think people will look at season 41
4: well, I feel like for the the fans like us, the fans that have watched, uh, all of them, I feel like this will always have a special place in our hearts just because of when it came out, you know, right after first wave COVID. Uh, and I think that it will always have a – a um, whether we look back on it fondly or not, uh, you know, depends on the person. I feel like people will always remember, yep, this is what I did when the Premiere 41 came out because I just had to deal with all this BS for the months – leading up to it. Uh, I feel like Erica is going to have a Michelle Fitzgerald, the Sepia type um, uh, rebirth down the line where people are just going to start standing her on the internet. And I'm all about it because I'm already very much team Erica. Um, I think the season, depending on what twists they bring back, I think this season could either be looked at fondly, oh, they brought back, um, I don't know, not the – I'm trying to think of a good twist they had this season. Um, (laughs) uh, But whatever – I
3: personally liked, I personally, and I know a lot of people don't like it. I think, Adam, you might have said in your recap, you didn't like it. I like the wheel. I like the decisions that they had to make. Okay, and yes. I, 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 rest that one too. I think it was good. So I would, wouldn't, yes. If we looked at all the twists, that's the one I wouldn't mind seeing. Okay,
4: so let's say they bring back that. They, they bring back um, one person from each tribe, goes and, you know, talks with each other and then picks and chooses. Oh, this was the first season that they did that. But if they bring back, you know, the twist where you have to reverse time or you have to ask someone if they have an idol and they have to say yes or no, I feel like this season will not be looked at as fondly, especially if they grow those twists past what they already are now. So, like, you have the idol in Guatemala, which, you know, was OP from the beginning, and then they slowly started to take power away from it. I feel like if they went reverse and had a power that's already OP – and then this gave it more power as time progressed, people would pinpoint this season as the one where it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's where it happened. That's where it all starts to come off uh, the rails. But um, I'm optimistic. I think that people will, by 50, as you said, I think by 50 people will look back on this and forget about the twists and only think about the characters. Similar to Pearl Islands, where whenever people bring up, oh, I hate when players come back. I've been voted out. People always skip over Pearl islands, even though that was a twist in the game, but because Pearl islands is such a great season, people just kind of either forget or don't pay attention to it. So I think that this, this season could end up like that.
1: Yeah. They kind of turn a blind eye to it. No, I agree with you. Um, I think that's a good point. I think, um, Actually, I think I mentioned something similar in our finale recap. I saw more towards Erica, and we'll talk about Erica and our perception of her as a winner um, after this. But uh, I do feel like looking back, um, people will see her as. I feel like Vesepia was a good comparison. Um, you know, she was kind of. It was kind of the when she won in season four. Um, it was kind of the first time people saw. A survivor winner as being un- not everybody but as undeserving um and now looking back i think a lot of people maybe not gideon maybe not gideon yet but a lot of people uh now look and say oh wow that was that was an she, underrated- she was the best option in the final two that's for sure <laughs> um a lot of people look back and uh nowadays uh and say oh wow um Vesepia was uh, was actually a kind of an, an underrated winner, um, so I feel like another thing holding it back now. And I, again, I don't want to just talk about Erica because there's much more to the season than just the winner. Another thing looking back on this season is uh, I feel like at least for a certain amount of time, people are going to remember it as the and this kind of will go for 42 as well. People will see it as two things. It's the one. It's the COVID season. Um, although we might be having COVID seasons for a long time now, I think the mm. perception was it was just going to be a season or two. Feel like COVID might be uh, around a bit long, um, but whether or not they're going to be full-length COVID seasons, or uh, I guess 26 isn't quite half. It's like what six eighths, maybe I don't know, five eighths, um, as like the shortened season. So. Hopefully, that doesn't take away from Erica's win. And not only Erica, but everybody else. Like, I don't, I hope that that doesn't hurt people's perceptions of other great players this season, like Chantel uh, or uh, Ricard. I hope people aren't like, oh, they were great players. Oh, but they did play in that shortened season. I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. And I could see it being that for maybe a couple, like a year or two or three. But um, I think long term, like when season 70, four um comes out uh and and rob plays for his night time i don't think that people are going to look back on this season as oh that's the shortened season it might be a thing that kind of goes in the back of your head like the outcast twists for pearl islands um or i'm trying to think of like another twist that is kind of like that happened in a season that's kind of gone. Um, I guess a lot of, some people forget that exile Island happened on uh, Micronesia um, at times, but uh, yeah. What are you thinking, Gideon? What are people going to remember from this season?
0: I definitely think there's a lot, you know, you look at you, you go on YouTube and you see like best survivor, compilations and like I definitely think there were compilation worthy moments from the season such as Xander saying you can play this fake Nasir saying I'm as confused as a goat on AstroTurf it's like all of these great moments and what's funny about these great moments is they come from twists that initially initially we all hated and that's what, that, that's what I find so interesting about the season is just like every twist was a double edged sword like we hated the knowledge power twist but we loved how they got duped by it and, like, we hated the intricate rules of the beware advantages. Yet, when Nasir said, I'm as confused as it goes on AstroTurf, like, if you were in a bar and watching it, everybody would get up and start shouting. Like, <laughs> so I think, I, I, even though I can't really see the comparison to the, it, the, the advantage in Pearl Islands where they brought people back, because I think there were multiple advantages that were kind of questionable this season. I do hope that the general public goes in the direction of remembering the highlight reel moments of this season rather than, you know, remembering, oh, it was only 26 days, which I do feel like that's just angry Facebook people like drowning out our ears. Um, And I do think when they look back on it, they'll think of a deserving winner and a great cast and some great moments
3: personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and I want to explore the whole thing about you mentioned that, you know, that the twists itself is something that we first hate. And then it brings, you know, interesting moments to the game, things that we can remember and say, oh, we were there when Xander, because to me, that was the moment of the season when Xander, you know, said, yeah, you can have this fake. I immediately thought back of Jay and when he betrayed, um, forgot her name, Michaela. Michaela. And he said, yes, it was me. It was that, it was that. Just that same type of moment that I think, you know, years from now, we'll see flashbacks of that. And it's definitely going to be remembered. I think the problem that we have is that twists in the game is okay. I mean, it does make the game evolve. We do need to keep things fresh. I mean, it's been on for 41 seasons, even though Jeff would like to forget about the four and keep the one. We know all of the real fans know it's season 41. Um, Mm -hmm. The problem is when you try and do 20 twists in one season and it takes away from the cast and the twists get more and more convoluted and there's more and more reading of instructions on the screen and the the casual viewers are like, what's going on? Like, How is this twist going to counteract that twist and this twist? And the twist becomes the monster. I think we we solved the monster. The twists were the monster of the season. There was way too many of it. And if you can just focus on maybe one or two good twists and let the cast do the rest, I think you'll have better seasons and better quality. But um, I think Jeff has moved away from doing seasons that are purely there for the fans. I think he wants to be entertained as well because he's done it for so long. So he wants to be entertained on the, on the island himself when he's doing the game and he wants to be shocked to a certain degree. And I think that the balance, he's lost that balance for me personally a little bit. But, you know, overall, did I like the 26 days? Just want to bring it up. I don't like it. I want to go back to the normal 39 days but it's not going to be the only reason why I would say this is a horrible or good season. You know, like that's not going to be the defining factor. Um, But that's my opinion about the twist. I don't know how how everybody else feels. I just think there's just way too much being done too quickly. I mean, we all forget there wasn't even a swap this season and that's something I really (laughs) enjoyed you know like yeah. the fact that they stayed in the same tribes and that's why i like the the wheel because it forced for the, it forced those interconnections between tribes and it, there was meaning behind going to the summit and actually meeting people from other tribes you would never meet until the merge so um there was so much that happened that i think that in itself you could forget some of these little intricate interesting things that happened in the game because of it drop the
1: advantages and keep the casting yeah yeah that's the key. Um, yeah, and I definitely want to touch on like individual advantages and and, and things about the season later on. but um are you back now, Gideon? I think we lost you for a second.
0: I'm back. I think uh there I got I got hit with a disadvantage
1: there. Oh boy, you get extorted. right. jeez. <laughs> Gideon, where's, where's the Spider-Man glasses, man? We're 26 minutes in. You haven't even cranked those bad boys out.
0: I, I had them at the beginning. I thought that was the joke. The joke's over.
1: Oh, I missed Everyone it. Everyone go
4: see No Way Home. I know this is not a Spider-Man thing. Everyone go see No Way Home, please. Please. Yep.
1: Am I the only one that hasn't you seen are, it? In you the are. Whole reality pop but, team?
0: But I still would hate myself. If it was spoiled for you, so make sure you go see it before the new year. Because I've made a rule that after New Year, I'm not going to watch myself when I talk about it. So go see it.
3: Which which Survivor <laughs> player this season would make the best Peter Parker? Let's do the crossover. Chantel. Chantel. And we're not allowed to use Xander, right? We can't. Use say, the Great
4: White Hope, Xander. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Gosh, JD, JD could be a Miles yeah. Morales. Yeah, movie, yeah you know, it could. Legit. I, you know what?
4: I would watch a JD Miles Morales movie.
0: Dude, cast, cast freaking JD. As was was
3: Morales. JD was JD the best character not to make the merch? Because there was a, a bunch of really good not. characters. Not if asked I mean, you ask really uh, jd Voce. <laughs>
4: Voce. Voce. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, and
4: yeah. the myth, the voce. Um, the legend. <laughs> um, I, I think JD is probably the character, the character, not the player that um or Brad. We, it's
1: gotta be him or Brad. Brad gotta be Brad gave me
4: um, I still JD.
1: pick JD, but Brad's a close second.
4: Yeah. Brad gave me uh, first boot and marquesas vibes oh my gosh what was his name
0: oh oh i freaking know his name the he was kind of creepy what's his name? the
4: holy guy and i'm like I, I i hate myself that i can't remember his name uh but he uh, gave me him, him vibes this season uh, he, peter that- peter uh peter Harky. i'm pretty sure it was his name and uh yeah when i first saw brad i'm like this is peter
0: well, they More both kids. have the curly black hair. That's why. Yes. But tall white guys
4: with curly hair all look alike. Yes, I agree.
0: <laughs> I'm glad I'm not nope. tall. <laughs> I,
3: tell, I tell you what, if, if JD if JD did listen to this podcast, I think he would be very happy that we think he would make a good Miles Morales because he, out of that cast, probably seems to be the one person that would actually follow Marvel comics and I be mean, into that kind of stuff. You know, I he's think a we're track, over-
0: he's a track star. You know.
1: I think we're gravely overlooking Heather's capability of uh, shooting some webs of out of her hands.
0: When are the Heather jokes? When, when are you gonna stop those, Adam? Oh I don't gosh. know. They came
1: out of nowhere, and they're just they're they're ingrained now.
4: I I, I, I don't after want after this video, there should be no Heather jokes for the rest of time because that was. I a... saw
0: that. that I we, didn't see. We it. missed out. We missed out on some great Heather moments. I can tell.
4: Yeah. Did and you guys? Heather did you guys
1: hear this thing where she like called production? It was like, Why am I not in the show? Like, did I do something wrong? Or she was like watching and like halfway through, she was like, Why am I not? And I guess they told her that like um she wasn't in the pre-merge stuff because they wanted all of the pre-merge edit to be based around the advantages. And Heather not only didn't find one, she wasn't like any discussions. And then as far as why she wasn't in post-merge <laughs> they didn't really give her an answer from what i
3: but 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 i really wanted to because one of the things that stood out for me um and i haven't watched the finale twice but i remember people saying you know erica didn't have a lot of the relationships and heather was the person who had it and she was working through heather with the bigger group and Mm. i think if that was the case you know we should have seen some of that at least to give more credit to how erica played that game and used heather as the person that would get some of these things done or get people together and (laughs) You know, at no point did we see that. And that that in yeah. itself is disappointing because we love to see good social gameplay. And it also would have, you know, Heather is someone that 100%, if we're going to talk about people that are going to be forgotten in the future, Heather's going to be that person. And she may be a better player than what we even give her credit for, you know, um, because Erica, to a certain degree, did win the season off the back of Heather then, if that is the case. And we just didn't see it. And that, to me, is disappointing. Well, and
0: Kageyan, it was Trish. That was that. That was yeah. that player, you know. And it, but they showed that
1: they, they showed, showed yeah.
0: Trish, and, and you know. But they showed
1: Trish because she was so ingrained with Tony's game, you know. Well, I, feel like, like, I feel like Heather was
4: really like Heather was was ingrained and,
0: in Eric's game. Like. Heather,
4: the, the 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 even though it blew up his game when the Sean like says hey in his confession, like hey these two are close I need to break them up. That's the point of the season where, like, everyone—if you're watching as a fan after you've already watched the seasons—like, so, you know how uh, Erica's gonna win. That's the point of the season where it's like, yes, why hasn't anyone else sussed this out and said, "Hey, I might try to blow this up." So, like, they were—they were a duo, and the fact that it took until Deshaun basically screwed himself over and called them out and tried to break them up at Tribal. Uh, It took that long for someone to do something about it. I think that proves that one, their duo was amazing. Uh, Maybe not for TV purposes, but you know, on the Island, it worked for one of them. Um, But two, that they were doing a lot more than what we were shown. Uh, Like what a lot of you guys have been saying so far.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's just the the difference I see in like, Trish being so instrumental to Tony's win and uh Heather being ingrained into Erica's is that Eric like coming into Final Six. I personally felt that like Danny, Deshaun, Xander, and Ricard all stood a better chance and were taking more like H- Erica played such a low-key game, at least as far as the edit showed. Whereas Tony in a season that had people like Cass, Lucina, Spencer, Wu, like all time all-timers maybe not woo but um as as far as strategic play goes tony not only outshined them all outshone them all outshunned them all outshine them, them all but he did so like drastically in my opinion so be, because he was such the you know the face of the season i feel like it was impossible not to show trish as much as she was even though erica forty one, i don't feel like erica was the face of the season and i probably not even i feel like Chantel was a bigger face of this like erica might like when they do the dvd where they have the three people on the top and the three people on the bottom but then like some are closer some are for like erica might be like further back um kind of like how like natalie was in samoa DVD. she was kind of like standing and i think it's natalie i'm thinking of in the background so um i agree with you but i think that's why i i thought uh I thought Trish was was more shown than Heather. And I just wanted to point out, I'm not making fun of Heather. I'm making fun of Heather's edit to yeah. everyone watch. I'm sure but you guys just, you guys know. You know
0: we all just, <laughs> just said it that Heather, yeah. you know, we see we saw personality at Ponderosa. We're hearing I have to all check these grumblings. We're seeing all we're hearing all these grumblings that she wasn't the player that the edit was showing. We want to see we wanted to see more. And you know, we feel like she did deserve more. We're well, not, she made it her. on a
1: Survivor after like a two year hiatus where they probably right. got more casting videos than ever before. And she was one of the 20 chosen. So obviously she has a, some shred of karma and charm and, you know, seeing her edit, you're probably led to believe like, how did she even get on the show? But obviously there's something there if she got on the show in the first place, but I guess so did Julie from Caramon. Mm
4: julia the, the the nascar driver or the the race car driver she wasn't nascar julia okay you know,
1: the, the, the vanilla remember the, vanilla, called the girl? but then he said that he didn't want to call her vanilla because that would be a uh <laughs> that would yeah. be a uh disgrace to vanilla or something
3: yeah erica's yeah. erica's when i know it's hard not to to talk about it i know we kind of you know talked around it quite a bit now with heather and that and and you made a bit of a comparison there or you mentioned that and i think i've seen this online where some people are saying she's like natalie but i I saw a lot more um of natalie and natalie's season than i want of compared to what i saw of erica erica was not even because natalie by proxy of russell being the shield running out in front her riding his coattail or using that as a strategy to get to the end and then win ultimately i could understand that better looking at that season compared to erica's season erica the producers really did her a disservice here um, in regards to not showing what a game was about, not showing Heather's game her, even if that was a similar strategy where she was articulating, and I don't know if she did articulate that, listen, I'm going to use Heather as my shield, as the person who's going out there doing all these social plays and, you know, making connections on both of our behalfs. I deal better on the one-on-ones. We just yeah. didn't see any of that. And, and I find it hard to believe that Erica, like she, to me, seemed to be a very aware player for a lot of the game I find it hard to believe she didn't articulate that and you know that that it was left on the cutting floor itself but the editors have got a really big hand in who we see as a great player or not a great player and again it's hard because you had really big players this season that took away from Erica you know you had Sean yeah. you had Ricard you had um obviously Deshaun was a big part of the season as well uh Xander did a couple of great things the relationship between Xander having- and down Evie again yes yeah, so many good players that you know i think it was hard and also we've got to take into consideration that their tribe didn't go to a single you know tribal council prior to the merge so right. yeah i mean i don't know where erica sits i was when adam when me and you spoke on the phone about a week or so ago i was a lot lower on erica's when the what i am now thinking about it it's sort of it's settled with me a little bit. And I definitely don't want to be the guy because, you know, I don't want to be the guy that comes on here every single time and be like, oh no, the winner didn't deserve to win. You know, the winner (laughs) always deserves to win the season because the cast decides who wins the show based on their experience in the show. We only get a very limited amount of of actually what's going on there on the island and how people are perceived. So, you know, I don't think I was ever going to come on here and say Erica didn't deserve it. Was Erica my favorite player? Did I want her to win? No, I can say that. But, I'm happy for her. And I'm happy that, you know, this does, I think, mean a lot to a lot of people out there that, you know, uh, in Canada want to play the show. They now know they can go onto a U.S. show, win the show. You know, if you have got Asian Canadian or Asian American heritage or you're from the Philippines, you're a minority, um, all of these things, it does mean a lot to people who want to go out there and play this game. So overall, I think that, Erica's gonna be remembered. She's the first Canadian winner of Survivor US. How can you forget that? You know that in itself right. is an achievement,
1: right? Wow. So we tier we tier rank the season. Where would you guys tier rank Erica on like a winners tier rank?
3: It's a, it's a tough one. Um, for me, it's 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 mid tier. Like, I mean, I don't think she's an exceptional winner. I don't think that. Um, I don't even know if she could replicate this but i could also see her replicate it like i could see her come back to like an all-stars winners at war two season being severely underestimated once again like Sandra of this and, Heroes yeah, and like Sandra or michelle fitzgerald and Winners at war going all the way again you know so um but if i have to be honest like if i look at how entertaining was she to watch how 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 you know is she one of the big um, bombastic winners out there that does a lot while they're out there. No, not really. So kind of mid-table. She's not bad. She's not great. She's I I, I don't know exactly where to put her. Is what it, I'm trying to say. When we, do have,
1: no we have when we have winners at her, war. Though. When we have winners at war too. Will she be a lion or a hyena? She Probably was I a mean, hyena.
0: She was a sheep. She was a sheep in 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 a uh, you know. But she. What was that quote that she said that. That she was like, yeah. she's a sheep that will turn into a lion or something. I don't know. She made merch yeah, about it. Go check that out. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. She made merch with a lion yeah. and a lamb or something. Um, but in my opinion, if if you told me out of all the winners, if you put them out there and like made them play 100 times, who would win the most times, I would probably say Erica, maybe Vesepia, Players like that would go out there and win multiple, multiple times. In my opinion, I think Erica played it, what I would want to play Survivor like an under the radar, hiding, uh, hiding behind shields, manipulating people socially. I personally would put her win at a high B, mid B, um, and the only reason she's not an A, lamb, not a sheep. Sorry. The only, sorry, I'm a Christian. I think sheep are great. Sorry. Um, I, I think the only reason I wouldn't say she's an A is just because the edit did her dirty. But in terms of gameplay and strategy, I think it was almost perfect.
4: Yeah, I, I would say that, I mean, I have also already gone and put her on my ranking list because, of course, I did. Uh, she's in my high 20s. Um but I also put a lot of stock in social player wins, um, so I don't. I don't need someone that's like in your face with all the moves, <laughs> all these big moves. And here's my resume, guys. Look how amazing it is. Once again, love millennials vs. Gen X, but will ruined. Survivor Forever with the whole resume BS. Um, I prefer when social players can just go up and say, hey, I might not have been this or I might not have been that, but everyone loves me. I knew where this vote was going. I was a part of this vote. Um, And it just so happens that Erica was on the right side of every vote that happened this season anyway, which helps her out a lot. Um, Yeah, she wasn't the closest with everyone. But going into the finale... I thought, okay, as long if, if Ricard stays, Ricard wins. If Ricard goes, it's absolutely obvious, and I felt like the, the people that I was with also understood that if Ricard leaves, Erica's winning this season. Because there was no way that Heather was winning. In my head, and a lot of other people's heads, there was no way Xander was winning unless he was with Heather and Deshaun, and maybe he squeaks it out over Deshaun. And Deshaun had blown up his game the week before, So there was a low likelihood of him winning. And then when Xander doesn't send Erica to fire, it's like Erica's winning this game. I hope everyone in this bar understands this. Mm -hmm. Erica's winning. And when the vote, like, even during final tribal, and I mentioned this yesterday, Xander got a lot of harder questions. Deshaun definitely got that hard question from (laughs) Shane. Erica, they weren't, Throwing her softballs, but they were – I felt like more than almost any other season, those people came in there knowing, we are voting for Erica, except for Danny, because Danny and Deshaun are boys. I understood that. Um, we're going in there voting for Erica because there's no way. And Xander screwed himself over even worse by not you know, acknowledging that he wasn't socially aware, which yeah. in a social strategic game – you should probably be socially aware, or at least say that you are. Um, so I I think that because it was, in my head, already determined that she was going to win, the fact that she won by so much, the fact that besides Ricard, like from the Shan vote to the Ricard vote, the person that was the second biggest threat was probably Erica. And the fact that Shan, the biggest threat in the game, sussed her out as a threat at the merge, or like right before the merge, shows that what we were not shown on TV probably would get a lot of these starting a uh, what's the word? Well, what's the thing where they raise money for people?
3: Fundraiser. Uh,
4: GoFundMe. Yeah, the GoFundMe. All of these GoFundMe, let's get a million dollars for Xander people, if they were to have seen. That edit, I think they might hop off some of them. Some of them will always be, oh, Xander didn't win because he's a white guy. It's like, that's not true. But I digress. If
1: Xander uh, fights Erica, play, uh, goes up against Erica intentionally at fire and beats her, do you think he beats Deshaun and Heather? Yes.
4: Yeah, I think it would be close, but I think that he 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 either wins by a vote or Deshaun wins by a vote, but it's close.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. But what do you think, Chris? That
0: didn't happen.
3: Yeah, listen, it's a it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I hear I hear what Coach Drew is saying, but I also think that subconsciously, at a certain level, Xander didn't represent what this season was about. Let's be honest. Um, I think it would have been very tough for him to win this season. This is the most diverse season they've had. And I think that they're at some subconscious level that played in the end. I'm not saying it was the deciding factor that made people not vote for Xander to win this season, but I'm not going to pretend like it wouldn't have had an effect on where the vote went at the end. You know, um, I think Xander, yes, he wasn't always socially aware that Liana was coming after him a lot earlier in the game, but you could also say the same to Erica not being aware that Deshaun was coming after her and Danny. Yeah, So, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, it was it was an interesting season. I, I don't think Xander would have won it. I also think that this is probably the best. I'm going to make a very bold call. I think this is the best Xander will ever do in Survivor. I reckon if they keep bringing him back, he's going to become the next Joey Amazing or Aussie. Probably the next Ozzy would be the best. Like Ozzy got second place and then never ever made it to the end again. I, I really think Xander would struggle coming back. The player that I'm the most invested in from the season to see them come back and see how they adapt their game and if they could do better next time is Deshaun. Because I really like Deshaun. Hmm. I think his heart isn't a I good did place. Too. I think his heart isn't a good place. And I just think that he learned so much about himself this season. Um, and he knows where he messed up. Like, he, he, I think he gets it. He went into that final tribal knowing he had no shot at winning this game. And I think that if we see Deshaun play again, we, like, I think he's the kind of player that will that will bring it. He will become even more aggressive. But he would he would definitely... Correct the wishy-washiness that he had this season, falling in between his decisions and things like that. So I'm really invested in that, but I don't know if Deshaun is hands on one of the favorites because there were so many good players this season. But that's who I would like to see come back in any case. Hmm. Right. So
1: between the uh, the three idol having to say the phrase advantage. I just my chair down. Sorry. Between the uh, the three idol phrase advantage. The hourglass smash advantage, and the knowledge is power advantage. Personally, I don't. I I do think some funny moments came from the idle phrase, and I could see myself enjoying it maybe one or two more seasons. I don't like it long term. Well,
0: you're probably gonna see it season forty two, Bucko.
1: I think we're gonna see them all in season forty two.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, um, so. Yeah.
1: My question is like, if you guys had to keep one of those three. Knowledge is power, hourglass, smash, and three oh. idols. If I had to keep one, it would probably be see. I just I don't like the idol first at all. I don't like I probably would I really don't like them all, but me personally, I feel like the knowledge is power impacted the game the least. I don't know if that would happen every season, but uh, no, beca- because the knowledge is power again. impacted the game the least. The thing is though, without the idol phrase. The knowledge is power isn't as powerful because because of the idol phrase thing, everybody knows who has the idol. So the knowledge is power um, is uh, extremely powerful because she could have said it to Nasir or Xander or uh, as long as they don't know you have it. It's extremely powerful. If if the knowledge is power exists in a season where, um, you know, the idol who has the idol is only known to people you tell or like if you get caught or something as well as a season that doesn't have a new advantage every episode where I feel like Liana almost could have said, do you have blah, blah, blah. It's almost anyone. And they would have had something. Um, I picked that one because I feel like that has the least, I don't like it, but I feel like it has the least impact on the game. But like, if you guys had to pick one for the survivor to keep, um, what would you guys pick? Gideon, do you want to pick first?
0: Uh, even though I do agree with you, but I just get, I'm really mad about it. And also, also, even if the three phrase thing is gone, I just think because of our generation or something, we, can't keep our mouth shut about idols for some reason. Like, nobody can keep their mouth shut. It was happening before the three idol phrase thing that, like, everybody knew about idols and stuff. So, I still feel like, I feel like anybody other than if anybody not named Liana gets their hands on a knowledge's power advantage, they could abuse the crap out of it, man. It could be overpowered. So, it scares me, but I would say it reluctantly, even though I hate it.
3: Yeah, I, I think the the problem there is that the idol, you know, the hidden immunity idol used to be something that could help the underdog in the game, the person who had absolutely no chance of making it to the end because they were a social outcast in the game. With the knowledge is power, you could have someone get that in the majority alliance and use that against the underdog when you sometimes want to see the underdog have a chance in the game. Now, I know some people will counter that by saying it's become too powerful and some people have been able to idle their way to the end and then win it ultimately. Um, I don't know if I'm fully on top of the knowledge is power, like I'm 50-50 on that. Like I I probably hate it more than anything else. Mm I can't go and I can't endorse, I can't endorse that. And I'm not going to endorse that. You know, I hated the phrases this season as well. I thought it was corny, um, the things that they were doing in the show. And, and I think that's one of the twists that Jeff brought in for his own entertainment. So he could say, dance, pap, puppets, dance for him on the <laughs> island. And, and he just felt yeah. entertained by it. But I would rather have that back because the one thing that we did see with that is that It did change the game in a massive way this season. We didn't have idols outside of that. Those were the only three idols in the game. And we didn't see idols being planted back in the game after the merge, right? So um, I I do think it actually changed the game. So three idols only in the game. Yes, some people knew who it was. That's the fault of the people who found the clues that made it very obvious. And they're going to have to be a bit more creative if they keep it in the future in regards to what those phrases are going to be. Because if it's something like dead relatives being butterflies, people are immediately going to know that's completely out of character here. But um, out of all those things, I think that, one of the things I liked about those phrases and the idols being hidden in such a way is that it limited the amount of idols that were in the game and all of them were found pre-merge not after the merge. So if I had to choose between that and some of the other twists I probably would choose that reluctantly.
1: It'd be funny if like from now on anytime anyone says anything weird they're just like,
3: "Oh, idol. He's got an idol." Idol.
0: Yeah, that I mean honestly that could happen though. Yeah.
3: Well, what, what what's the chances of one of them having to make llama noises in one of these challenges to uh, get the idol?
0: It <laughs> so could be like the same thing where it's like, it, like the like the idol instructions are: while you're competing in the challenge, make a llama noise while you're swimming or something.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two guys. There's a scene where two guys are just like enjoying a sunrise, looking at the ocean. The guy's like, "Man, it looks like that ocean goes on forever." He just peers over. <laughs> cut to him getting voted out knew he had an idol I was like I don't know why everyone was against me all I said was the ocean was <laughs> looked endless all right drew drew if you had to pick one
4: so first of all way to go with picking the three worst three of the worst twists of the season well, they can thank pick. You. Uh, well first uh, short answer get rid of the, uh, the hourglass there's no point to it everyone. Everyone. You don't have to do a cliffhanger. We all know. Everyone's smashing the hourglass. Like, you don't have to drag it out. Just get rid of it. There's no suspense. The one that I want to see come back the most is the phrases. Hmm. Mainly because and I know that one of y'all mentioned that um, the Xander moment at Tribal uh, is is the moment of the season for y'all. My moment of the season is the Nasir um,
0: yeah, where he says the phrase,
4: Only because they faked everyone out with that, including the audience. And I love that I can watch season 41 and still be faked out by something. And when they're going back and showing how everything went down, it's like, wow, I love Nasir. At the time, I was even convinced he was going to win because of that moment. So (laughs) I would love to have moments like that again in the future. Uh, Knowledge is power, you know... It's fine, I guess, but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I was against it when it was first introduced, you know, now that I've been separated for a while, I still am not the biggest fan of it, but I would still prefer it over the hourglass twist, which everyone would smash the glass. No one that would keep it. Stop.
1: Yeah. They were like, Oh, Erica, you have the whole, uh, the whole day the whole you have 24 yeah, hours it's so to the in, the it in front of
0: jeff bro i, I was, was gonna say do
3: you reckon they had like a second hourglass there? because i'm sure she smashed the first one right in front of him before he left
4: <laughs> she did she had to <laughs> hey jeff can i just smash this now no no we this is where we're gonna have the cliffhangers just starve here on your own no. making your
1: fire while you stare at an hourglass, it's gonna be broken. And
4: just give minutes. a confessional where you think you might not smash it. I mean, well, I think that's stupid because I already smashed it. But whatever, Jeff, it's your show.
1: <laughs> she holds up like a broken hourglass. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I'm think I'm thinking about it. Uh, Jeff's uh, like, you can smash this hourglass and become a legend in the game and have legacy, or just leave it. <laughs> There's no choice, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm,
4: I'm honestly surprised that Jeff didn't make the reunion about that one moment. Like, hey, it all goes back to when he didn't, or when he smashed the hourglass, and when we come back from commercial, we're gonna talk about it for three more segments. I'm I'm glad they didn't do it, but in my head, I'm like, if Erica wins, he's just gonna say, "Oh yeah, it's because of this hourglass thing." When in reality, her game picked up after that happened um and she could have easily gone at any other point but she didn't the hourglass everyone one through 18 i think it was 18 people in the cast would have smashed it no matter what the situation was period
0: yeah i mean without the hourglass erica wouldn't have been able to put the hourglass on her merch so you know Mm. (laughs)
3: Wait for uh, Ghost Island 2 when there's like a smashed hourglass there waiting on the island and the challenge is to try and put it together or something. You, know, you right have to walk
4: through again. these broken shards from Erica's hourglass. <laughs> and if you can make it, we'll give you immunity to your final two. You skip the final
3: do I'll do it. <laughs> i'll do it jeff you, you, instead of changing the history of the game you will go into the future <laughs> to as you struggle.
4: walk through this glass to get to the end we'll skip right from episode one to episode 14 oh my, <laughs> gosh. Right to there.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh i'm just glad it was a one-time thing i was i was so afraid with every episode that the hourglass was going to come back like Jeff brings out the urn, he's reading the final votes, he's like, actually, there are no votes in this urn, it's another hourglass <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh man, that would have that bar would have erupted
0: Too many. What, hour one, the things,
3: one of the things I did want to mention, just because I don't know if it's going to come up at all, but um, Deshaun and the twist where he could sit out you know, um, or play and he obviously loses and he has to go and pick one of the three options to potentially go out of the game one of the things I did like about like, I mean, I hate the twist as in itself because I don't want someone to go home on a twist. But one of the things I do appreciate in the international version of the show, we've seen that come up quite a few times where there's multiple options and you can flip something open and then you get immunity or something happens. One of the things I appreciate about the US show is that they showed all three of the boxes at the end to show us that he did actually have a chance to go home because sometimes in the international version, oh, it the feels like- die? yeah they bring these do or die twists in and potential immunity but they don't show you the other options so people always have this thing oh if it's a production favorite they'll just save them who knows what the other two boxes if they if they actually had a chance of going home so hats off to them for actually following through and showing us the outcome of it afterwards i thought that was well done, but I'm not endorsing bringing that twist back. Um, I don't like it in the international version. Don't necessarily want to see it in the US I show could either. Could
0: have been a magic trick. I'm still not convinced that that <laughs> that he had a chance of going home. I'm really not. It made no sense for the story. <laughs> and like the whole yeah, time that, the, that that episode was going on, and I told this to Adam in our recap, I was like, the whole time this episode's going on, I'm like, Deshaun's not freaking going home. Like,
3: there's no way. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it, it ended up it ended up being Liana's downfall, and you know you you've got to wonder if Liana didn't go home in that spot, what would have happened? Like, would she have gone deeper in the game? Um, you know, know. What, what would have been the outcome?
1: Right. She Let's be scared. honest. Let's be honest, though. the The worst thing to come from the hourglass twist was the fact that it sent Sydney home.
0: Right, Adam's queen.
1: I'm just saying.
4: Um, I, I don't, I don't get the uh, love, Adam. You can it's mess crazy. me with that. <laughs> you can mess with the city, Adam,
0: Ad, Adam, <laughs> Adam. You and I were convinced she was getting medevaced, man. So I don't even want to hear that.
1: Well, Alexa, Alexa had this whole theory that she pitched to us. Um, she had like a whiteboard with all these connect. Yeah. So, blame Alexa from Survivor Specialist for that theory. But okay, so uh, Drew, you said your favorite moment of the season was nasir's
3: astroturf
4: yes okay. you know
3: I'm marked out
4: for wrestling fans i marked out when that happened
3: that was a good moment yeah when My, you that uh, up.
1: Uh, there was a couple moments like i mean I, I think like the biggest moment of any season usually is when jeff says the the vote of the ultimate that ultimately leads to the winner but like um you know i probably would pick xander with the with the um uh, here you have a fake idol and it was the only time in the season that i really didn't mind um the the like the, flashback. the flash the flashback moments um because you didn't get to see the build of that and the astroturf those were the two because normally I, I like there's that moment where danny goes idol hunting and you don't see the end of it mm. um and then you're left the whole episode like well, did he find pointless. it or not? That like, was so pointless. <laughs> uh, and then he did it. It was just, he just wasp- walked past a rock. He's like, I looked for it. I didn't find it. They're like, oh, okay. So, look, Christian gets me. Okay. Um, If I had to pick like an uh, underrated moment, though, there was some pre, there was actually some decent pre merged challenge moments that I thought were good. I think a lot of people forgot about the challenge where they tried to throw it, uh, I believe, to get Eric out, right? Yep. to get yes. Erica out and yes. then the sneer is just like here i'll take over and just like clutches it <laughs> like really. Yeah. another low-key one was um yase's f- i believe their first bit because it took them a while to win their first and then they would come in second like from then on out because green just got decimated but that first Yase win where um where xander threw the ball up and it landed like seeing them all celebrate like finally we won not and that in a couple of days they were all gonna slit each other's throats can
3: can i just yeah. add to this as well when we're talking about forgotten moments like and sorry evie in advance if you're listening to this for me personally it wasn't that challenge where evie was swimming in the wrong direction and jeff is <laughs> like she's doing her own thing right here and i just couldn't forget that you know that's the one that yeah. this <laughs> year ended up clutching up right uh
1: gideon favorite moment of the season
0: it's just a personal it's just a personal moment for me that i like is when ricard was talking about being hard of hearing i mean i just i really thought that was a good moment and i i had been waiting the whole season for him to actually freaking talk about it because i was like i'm sure he has like a yeah i yeah. Exa- i was waiting for them him like them to show it because right. like obviously like that's a pretty big part of who he is and that can like affect his game and it was just good hearing him talk about it and that's why i was really rooting for him to win i really wanted somebody that was hard of hearing to win but you win some you lose some
1: yes chris do you have a favorite
0: yeah
3: I or was mean, that your favorite the swimming in the
1: wrong direction <laughs>
3: Definitely not. It was one of the most underrated moments. It was brilliant. I'll never forget it. But um, for me, like I said, the Xander one was probably the moment. But I do want to also talk about probably, and and bringing it back, we haven't spoken about Ricard, and I know that – like I haven't really been online all that much this season because I've been too busy at work. But I know that he's very controversial online. Some people love him, some people hate him for stupid reasons, um, in my opinion. Um, but with Ricard, like he had the biggest move in the game by taking Shan out, and it's up there with the Xander thing where I would remember it uh, for a for a very long time in the future as well. Right,
1: <laughs> British guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it actually says it. it actually right on here, <laughs> Oh
1: boy. Oh. <laughs> love, love your buff, Chris. I'm assuming he was talking about Chris.
4: <laughs> we, have, we have fun here on the Survivor Bus. <laughs> let, let, let me just do that. You guys are right. You want some water? Want some water <laughs> <body>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's Australian. That's <laughs> special. He's not
0: Australian.
3: <laughs> it actually says it on the buff guys south yeah. africa round <laughs> three <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I tell you what i tell you what when i when i when i used to live it's in amazing. america for for the for the nine months that i lived in america whenever i told people i was from south africa they didn't believe me they're like there's no way this white guy's from africa so you guys are forgiven i've heard it all <laughs> <laughs>
4: He's actually from Tennessee. It's not a big deal. Like we try not to talk about it a lot on this channel, but uh, him and Gideon are brothers.
1: That's right. uh.
4: <laughs> the accent's fake. It's a fake accent.
3: <laughs> He's ace from Gabo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I know I, listen, I, I know it's not clear because the thing is I've I've actually I'm a bit of a vagabond, like I've lived around the world for 15 years, so my accent kind of phases into South African, Australian, Kiwi. A little bit of you know, I can see the British thing as well because I actually lived in London for two years. So I, I definitely I do get where you guys are coming from. My accent All is right. a bit of a mess. All right.
1: So let's talk about Ricard for a moment. As <laughs> um, no, Ricard was. uh So, so you
3: think... guys missed what I said. You guys actually missed what I said about Ricard because you guys. No, are no, no, no.
4: no we fun were funny. listening.
3: But we I heard it. <laughs> I was going to say Ricard's moment, like where he took Sean yeah. out that to me is probably the biggest move and that was very satisfying to watch as well i loved sean like i want her to come back i think she's a great villainess um and the show hasn't had many good villainous um characters and not villains in general in recent seasons to be honest but i'd love to see her and wendell on a villain's tribe together in the future you know um and ricard probably only on the villain's tribe as well because i mean he ultimately he did it dirty you know he was so close to her the whole season it was so satisfying when he Best Light blindside the to... of the season. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Best blindside. Absolutely.
1: Sure goes to best, best pre-merge blindside. though. JD's blindside actually. I that I re- was pers- brutal. I really thought it was Genie going home. I was very shocked that Shan picked. Uh, I guess Shan and Ricard picked um, JD. That was that was a good, solid pre-merge um, pre blindside.
0: JD will JD will never <laughs> trust a woman ever again. That's
3: for sure. <laughs> that that was a life lesson, mate. He's still young, he's 20, you know. That's, he'll that's he'll called learn a these life things, lesson.
0: That's yeah. called a life lesson. To quote I, Jeff I'm sure you had
3: Eric on the phone afterwards. Him and Eric were probably, you yeah. know, talking about Eric. it for a long He called
0: after. Eric. He called Eric and Eric was like, You did what? <laughs>
3: you know. And before the merge, <laughs> at least he made it deep into the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know you had said we haven't we haven't really brought up Ricard too too much yet. I I um don't want to start a whole separate discussion about Ricard, but just my short and sweet thoughts on Ricard, like, you know, if you go back to our, like, just when the cast was leaked and all we had was Instagrams, that you could tell there was something there, like, okay, he has, just, just from looking at his Instagram, he seems like someone who would be good at Survivor. Or when the interviews would come out, he would be like, he would have the longest detailed ones. He would be on, like, the thumbnail of every one or like the survivor previews he would get so much screen time i know Idol out did a video that was like survivor superlatives before the season and he was uh the i think he did was the kim spradlin award for the most the, the person who just looks like someone who would be good at survivor or seems like not look just like appearance like personality included um and i think he proved that but not in a very like in your face game i think that the chantel move was the biggest blind side and the biggest just elimination of the season. I just feel like if he would have done that a vote or two later, it might've secured him the victory because from the moment Shan went home, he was the number one threat in the game. And unless he won like every immunity, I just didn't see a path to victory. It's why if you look at the the recaps for me, I was like, Ricard is going to win like every week, as soon as he voted out Chantel, his biggest move of the season from that point on, I never put Ricard as my winner pick. He was my rooting for winner pick. Um, But I mean, I also, I mean, I picked Erica from day one. Let me just get that out of the way. But besides her, um, no, I definitely did not pick Erica to win. Don't think many people did. Um but yeah. I think Ricard was a good a good player who I want to see come back. But real quick, what'd you guys think about Jeff talking to the camera? Did you like Depends it? Depends on the situation.
3: I never liked it. <clears throat> never really. liked it? No. I, I liked some of what they tried to do. I think that if you if you did it in any of the international versions of the show, it wouldn't work because it's so yeah. new still. But because you've had 40 seasons, you know, so long. The beginning of the show where they showed some of the backdrop, I, I really like that, seeing who's working behind the scenes. Um, I, I don't need to see that too often throughout the show, but I think in the beginning that's really cool and the way that he welcomed us back. One of the things I really enjoyed was him talking to the camera when he hid one of the advantages and it's something i would like to see a little bit more often like hey i'm gonna go hide this advantage here so that you know all this conspiracy about oh you know they only planted there for certain players to get it and things like that can disappear it doesn't need to happen every time but i didn't mind that too much but like anything with jeff he does go overboard a little bit so maybe it got a little bit too much towards the end um but it had its moments in my opinion
4: There were three moments during the season where he broke the fourth (laughs) wall, which I was alright with. Now, I think that Jeff Probst is kind of corny with a lot of stuff that he does, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, One is the premiere, which I was with Adam and Gideon for. Uh, I bought shots for the entire bar. It was a lot of fun. Um, And you know how that episode started. Gideon did not drink, by the way. Gideon did not drink. Um, no matter how the episode started, I would have lost my mind. But having Jeff talk to us, I think, is at least for me personally, it's what I needed to get back into it. Two is after Xander didn't find the advantage during the one challenge. And three, even though I didn't like how they did the reunion, I did like the fact that he said, hey, guess what? We're doing it here, guys. And then you get the cameraman come out and they, they do the whole thing. Those were the only three times that I enjoyed it. When he at that first tribal where he's like, "Hey, they're coming in. I wonder what's oh. going to happen, guys. I'm so excited." That I cringed both times <laughs> I saw it. It was I had I if I if it was possible for me to walk out of the bar when we're watching it, I would have because that was horrible. And I'm glad they didn't make that a thing the rest of the season.
1: I bet you wish you had an hourglass so you could. Uh, I wish.
4: That. I wish I had an hourglass, because once again, I would have just smashed it, like everyone would, because everyone always smashes the hourglass. I'm sorry.
3: The hourglass is definitely the one thing that's going to be remembered from this season. If you go by this podcast, like 10 years from now, we'll still talk (laughs) about that damn hourglass.
1: (laughs) I also like, if you go back and rewatch that moment, um, or remember the... million times they replayed it throughout the season but i love how every time before she smashes the hourglass she has like okay i'm she she has a line that so clearly was rehearsed and survivor told her to say it she was like okay i think i'm gonna smash i think i'm gonna go ahead and you know become the person in charge of my own destiny even though it's a big risk hope the reward pays off and you, can and tell you forgot about
3: a... the toughest season. Like, she probably started with it's the <coughs> toughest season that production told her to say, and then that whole line, right? This was the toughest yeah. season
0: I've ever done. Toughest season ever.
3: This...
0: Drop the four, keep the one. This is a new era. Yeah.
4: Screw Beast Mode, Cowboy. He almost died, but don't worry. This, <laughs> this is the hardest season that's ever happened. Michael Scoopin fell on a fire, but don't worry because this is the hardest season that's ever happened.
1: Look, I know Samoa had no rice for 39 days, but imagine having no rice for 26 days. Huh? Uh, Dang. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know you might have to smash an hourglass to go back Samoa in time and did, remember Samoa. Samoa also unbearable.
0: had Russell and no rice, so it was even more unbearable.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Justin, where do you think Chris is from?
2: Chris is from New Zealand.
4: Uh, he lives in, a... New Zealand. I'm live in New Zealand. He <laughs> said everything except for where he's actually from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is
2: he not from New Zealand? Did I get that wrong?
3: Well, he, no, no he... I'm in New Zealand. Yeah, I live here. But I'm not from New Zealand originally.
2: Oh, the accent, I mean, the I, accent I South asking, Africa, like, where you it? were, where you were currently located. Yeah. I'm kidding. I had no idea. I actually thought you were from New Zealand, so that's my bad.
3: Wait, where so, are so you even from? so, even so, so so, Doug. Just so you know, you know, both Doug and Christian, <laughs> Christian said I'm Australian. <laughs> you guys don't have to feel bad. My colleagues don't even know where I'm from, so you guys don't have Bro, to feel bad about I, it. I'm I know from... where you're from. Gideon knows, yeah, yeah, because he's yeah. got a he's got a South African German first name, you know. So he knows. That's right.
0: Yeah, I follow. I follow some important celebrities from South Africa. I was like, you sound, you you kind of sound like them. So there we
3: yeah. go. Wait, so um, you're from South Africa? Originally, yeah. I've actually got the buff on right now. South Africa, Survivor South Africa. Gotcha. Okay. Future yeah, so contestant. It's, for it's, sure. a, it's a it's an Easter egg for anybody watching R- the video.
1: Real quick, I'm just just a yes or no. Did anyone play the game within a game? I didn't even notice it after the episode two. I just tuned it out.
2: Yeah, they probably had like seven hits online from that like URL. <laughs> so they were probably like, "We're no longer just going to market this. We're done here." So,
1: well, they definitely did it because I know Riley was doing videos for it.
0: I I I solved it but on my own I time. Notice. I just never went online. Like I I saw the two second clip of the of the puzzle, and I'd be like, "Okay, it's whatever."
1: Dude, Doug is making me crack up today.
0: <laughs> Dude, Doug, you're a character, man. That <laughs> is Doug, true. I, don't think, I well, don't think
1: you understand. 26 days, no rice. Come on.
0: 26, 26 days is way harder than spending 41 days in Africa.
1: Well, I just did the, uh, the Jeff
2: Probst drinking game of every time he says something we've never done before. Just take a drink because that happened,
1: dude. How are you still alive? Seven
2: times an episode. We've never done this before, and sometimes it happened like three times within yeah, a minute. Again, nothing we've ever done. That's before.
3: called. That's called alcohol poisoning. You need Just, to check your liver out after the season. That's called, that's called a stomach pump. <laughs> every time,
2: every
1: episode. All right last question I wanted to ask everybody as we go around oh wait Justin did I ask you where I know I asked you season tier rank did I ask you where you would tier rank Erica as a winner uh
2: you did not but I would it's just so tough because I like I feel like so much of her game came from that whole hourglass thing and everything that she changed that I, I, don't I forgot know, like, about I, that yeah I feel like you know her her tribe didn't have immunity until she broke that hourglass, and then she came back, and then that was viewed as like a feather in the cap. Um, I would assault like a C, maybe a high D, honestly. Just maybe I'm a little biased because I, I felt like Xander played the game, but Xander also got the winners' edit. It felt like during the entire season, Erica didn't really get any good edit from production, right. and then it got to the end, and it was like, okay. Now they're trying to make up for it and explain to us, justify to us why she won. So, right. I don't know. Maybe a low C, high D kind of thing.
1: Okay. Um, okay. So, Plus, wait, ask... real
2: quick, Adam, yeah. I do have to say this. I feel like that last advantage that she had in that last comp was so overpowered that, like, and she still almost lost to Ricard and Xander that. Like people were viewing that comp win as like some major accomplishment. And it's like, all right, I guess she found that advantage on the beach when everyone else had an opportunity to find it. But Mm -hmm. the fact it it almost, it was, it would have just been humiliating had she lost that competition with how big of an advantage that that was, but that's just me. So.
1: Right. Um, Okay. Last question I wanted to ask everybody was uh, if you could pick personally, four people to return from this season uh who would your four people pick um and i'll i'll, I'll say me and gideon already know ours because we did this on our finale so me and gideon will say ours first so you guys have a chance to think about why um about uh you know why it's sydney and three other people um my four people are going to be Xander, ricard Chantel. I feel like that might be on everyone's list. So really, the fourth the the question is the fourth, and um, I wouldn't pick Erica. I actually feel like Erica might be one of those winners that never returns. Um, just a just an inkling. When don't it have... What when is it? yeah? It's unless it's two, something, Eric. unless it's something like that. I don't see Erica. I feel like she's like a Danny or a Sophie. You know. I could see her returning on a winners at war season, but don't know if I could see Erica returning on like a fans favorites or, a, um, you know, a game changers or something. Um, and and more so for her, not, not, not that production wouldn't want to have her back. Um, my fourth person uh, would probably be. Um, Sydney. Because I feel like we don't have – we. I think Chris alluded to this earlier. It's just uh, – and, and, and my boy Doug here agrees with me. I wait, Who's Stu?
2: I think he meant Sid.
1: I think Stu's from Britain. <laughs> yeah, I think he meant Sid. Um, the, reason is, I, <laughs> the reason is – The reason is – survivor just doesn't have the female villain character anymore like really since it was like we reached the pinnacle of it with Cass in 28 and then again in cambodia uh it's weird wentworth in my opinion almost turns from hero to villain in cambodia some people see her more as a hero in cambodia because she did the idol move i always saw her more as a villain like in in a good way um other than that, uh, it's like the female villain character just has not really existed. There's a couple females who, after their time on the show, have maybe become villains. But um, the fact that this season gave us two yeah. great villains,
4: yeah, Sydney, <laughs> Sydney's a villain off the show
1: <laughs> and on the show too. I just I feel like that is a, a I don't want to say a stereotype. I just feel like that's a factor that's kind of been missing. And the fact that we have, in my opinion, two of the greatest new school female villains in Sydney. And because if, if the hourglass doesn't get smashed, I keep beating up my mic here today. If the hourglass doesn't get smashed, remember Cindy went home because of that. I'm not saying she would have won, but I feel like Cindy was in a position to go fairly far in
3: the game. Um, Drew, that's a new um, hot takes episode for you there. Sydney, one of the biggest villains of uh, the new generation. It's either her or
1: Stu. It's either her or Stu. It's it's got to come down to those two. Um, Gideon, your four are the same, right? Or Sydney's not. No,
0: Sydney's not in mind because I'm I'm actually living in <laughs> I'm actually living in reality. And like no. Adam, I I'm not. I'm not what did you smoked a pipe today or something? I mean, my it four, better not be boochy. My fourth would be Deshaun. I would want to see. I would want to see the three that you just mentioned. I feel like those are a lock, even though I really don't feel like Xander would make it back into a final again. But I, I do. I want to see Deshaun back. I feel like there's so much wasted potential. I feel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Keep, keep going. <laughs> You're killing us in the comments.
0: (laughs) I feel like, yeah, I feel like Deshaun could do a lot better on a second go-around, and I feel like enough people liked him. I mean, he was my winner pick before um, the season started, and um, I'm glad that I'm glad that I picked him as my winner pick because he definitely can win.
1: Right, Justin, you got four?
0: Yeah, so I would go with.
2: Ricard just because I feel like he just brings a good amount of energy and controversy and just, he goes against the grain in a lot of things. Um, And he just, the fact that he was so bitter during the reunion was just killing me. Like he just couldn't, he couldn't put his mouth, his lips together. He is, he was so shocked by everything, Um, which may have been the best thing to come from the fact that they did the reunion directly after the final vote was the fact that Ricard was so shocked. Um, But I would then go with, I would actually go with Xander as well, um, just to see if his game is sustainable over multiple seasons. Um, and then I would go with—it's ah, tough. I would go with Sydney as well. She was actually going to be my four, but my four is going to be uh, Voci. So um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna add him into it just because I felt like he was a product of weak players coming together to vote him out. So. Uh, that's that's Voci what I'm over go with.
1: Chantel. Now that's a hot take.
2: Yeah, those are the four I want to see back. I feel like I feel like Chantel play the same game and just has the same attitude moving forward. So I would. We just didn't see much of Voci. Just basically, he got voted out by three weak links when it was still three tribes that knew that he was going to be a stronger competitor than them moving forward. So they were just like, let's just use our numbers now to get rid of him. But. That's just me.
3: Chris. I'm going to try and be slightly different on some of my picks. here. Yeah, I like everybody that you guys have mentioned and I've got a, a lot of respect for Ricard, but I'm not going to mention him in my in my four. Um, there was no British I, I think come people back. this season. So. There's no British, no British people. So yeah. I'll go for uh, Sri Lankan instead, and Nasir will be in there um, as one of the players that I want to see come back. Uh, for me, he had such a heartwarming story because I could relate to it as a young South african who spoke Afrikaans as a first language. You know, one of the first English shows that I watched was Survivor. So him being taught how to speak English by watching Survivor, I thought was quite heartwarming. He had such a um, a childlike personality to the game of just wanting to throw himself at it and, and, and do well at it. And and I think that if he comes back, he will be a character again. He will not be afraid to make moves. And his love for the game, you know, super fans, international super fans have got to support other international super fans. So um, I'd like to see him back. Deshaun I'd like to see back because Deshaun, I think, has got the biggest potential to play a different game if he comes back. I think he would have learned and grown a lot from what happened this season. So I really want to see Deshaun back and then I'll keep it equal with the guys and the girls and I'll go for two girls. I do want to see Deshaun back. I hear what Pooji is saying in regards to her. I think she will play a similar game if she comes back. But her game was impressive enough for me this season where I really want to see her play again and see if she's learned when it comes to taking other people's opinions on board as well, it was the Shan show for quite a lot this season. And that's why she ultimately got voted out and found out too early. So it would be good to see if she can learn to balance the being in control and sometimes giving other people control of the game as well to see if that takes a deeper in the game. And then, finally for me um i didn't think i was going to like this person coming into the season because she was one of the few people i did see uh pre-season talk about and there was a lot of talk about her hating men so i was like oh if you hate me then i'm not going to like you coming into this season either but um evie to me um she does she deserved some respect i thought she was my early season Winnipeg I thought pre pre-merge she was going to go all the way there was going to be an underdog story with her Xander and Tiffany sort of finding power and then getting to the end and I really think she's got a lot of potential um, in the game I think she's a very strong social plan I also do think she's got a good strategic mind so those are the players that I'd like to um, see back and then honorable mention to Ricard um, I think he's a good player Drew take us home
4: Uh, So I'll start with my honorable mentions. Like what Christian said, Evie was a great narrator for the early part of the season. Um, And I would be interested to see Evie come back just to see, you know, if it continues uh, after that, uh, or if it's just a one hit wonder when it comes to confessionals. The other honorable mention is Erica. I would love to see Erica come back just to see how she does, you know, against, other legends or other winners, however the situation goes. Now my four, it's got three of them are basic, and the other one, you know, you might have to think about. Also, you guys have a lot of hot takes. I'm excited because um, this off season is going to be amazing. Um, Shan, obviously, as the greatest female villain since a certain other sort of female villain from HHH who I think everyone forgot about. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shan, Ricard, because I know Probst was I – th- I felt like he was talking to Xander when he said, some legends just never win the game. It should not have been de- it should not have been referenced towards Xander. It should have been referenced towards Ricard. Um, I think that Ricard, besides Dom uh, from Ghost Island – Dom is an absolute shoe-in for another returning season. I feel like Ricard is number two. Um, So, Shan, Ricard, Deshaun, because he's my boy. I have to. Uh, Yes, he had a lot of uh, bad impulse control towards the end, but let's hope he fixes it next time. And then four would actually be Tiffany. I think that Tiffany uh, was also a, a pretty good to great narrator from the time she was on the show. I think that the fact that, you know, she had good to great relationships with everyone. The fact that she sussed out that Xander was lying to her almost immediately. um, And the fact that, you know, that merge, that merge vote where she went home uh, was up in the air. And, you know, that, you know, quite possible. She might not have gone. Uh, I think that if she had been able to get more time on the show, she could have found her way through, uh, not necessarily to the end, but, you know, she could have been up there. So, uh, Deshaun, Shan, Ricard, and Tiffany, no Xander. I'm sorry for everyone out there that, you know, thinks Xander is a Rob King because there's no such thing.
1: Uh, have you seen season 19?
4: There's no <laughs> such thing. And don't get me started on Russell Hands. I'm sorry. i talking about Mick. <laughs> Who are you Mick. talking about? The, the man, Mick. The, myth, the Mick.
1: The man, the Mick, the legend. Yes. Um, cool. Okay, so one other person said Sydney, and that's that's gonna help me go to sleep tonight. You're Back an sleep. idiot. There we go. All right, guys. Uh, this was fun. Uh, maybe this could be like a. Uh, tradition we do every year get uh get all us five back together to uh sort of retrospect the season um so maybe we do this again at the end of 42 but uh thanks so much for coming on uh me getting our survivor buffs just so uh, wanted to run through uh for everyone watching what all we are up to me and gideon uh we have a bunch of uh exit interviews i think we have 10 or 11 confirmed from this season of the 18. We just did Sarah. So that one's already up at the time of this going alive. Uh, later this week, I think we're going to do Xander to Sean Bochy, JD um, next week, uh, Sydney for sure next week. So that'll be a fun one. Um, some more cool off season stuff. We're also interviewing past contestants and a Penner's going to come on, um, Todd, Andrew Savage, um, couple other ones and yeah over on uh the main reality pop channel chris hosts challenge insiders and survival worldwide chris what are you going to be up to um between now and like march when season 42 comes back
3: all right, so plenty of content coming up on Reality Pop for both the Challenge Insiders and Survivor Worldwide. So the Challenge Insiders, we currently we just finished Challenge Thirty Seven finale last week, but we are currently covering the Challenge All Stars, which is also in Paramount Plus. So if you haven't seen it, go and watch that. Um, and we talk about that each week at Friday eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself, Chantel, and Drew from the Angel Cake Channel here on YouTube. Um, and also, if you're not completely uh, fatigued of all the great content that we've given you on Survivor 41, uh, the Challenge Insiders, myself, Chantel, and Drew, will also do a very special challenge insiders perspective on Survivor season 41 here on Reality Pop uh, next week so that'll be a special recap of the season Uh, and then leading into January myself and Riley who is my co-host on Survivor Worldwide we're going to come back to talk about uh, the latest international Survivor seasons that are coming up we've got uh, Australian Survivor Blood vs. Water coming up soon Sandra Diaz-Twine is going to be a part of that cast as well returning with a dawn on Blood versus uh, Water for Australian Survivors. So uh, plenty of pre-season content coming up for that. And then also, we've just had an announcement for Survivor South Africa that I also... Um uh, recap each week when it comes out and there will be a first all-star season for Survivor South Africa uh, next season as well so they start filming in January so if you haven't watched any Survivor South Africa um, get o- get at us on uh, Discord, I'm sure there will be links to the Survivor Buffs Discord probably in the description video at a later stage and um, hit me up on there and I can share with you the Survivor Worldwide uh, link for the Discord there as well and we will give you some um, access or put, put you in the right direction to watch some of the international seasons if you want to get into that uh there's some great seasons but the latest survivors of africa season is now also on paramount plus survivors of africa immunity island and it is a top 10 season of all time coach drew would agree with that it was his first survivors of africa season that he watched and i think coach you had some some pretty high thoughts on that as well but that's kind of what we're um about here on reality pop plenty of content coming in the off season so keep an eye out for that
1: Yep, so Drew hosts uh, Reality Hot Takes on the Reality Pop channel. Drew, uh, what do you got coming up between now and uh, season 41?
4: Where All right, so we're, we're going to go back to doing a, a few retrospectives. Uh, coming up in the near future, we have China, um, David versus Goliath, and Gideon and Adam's one of their favorites, uh, All-Stars. Uh, we're going to do a retrospective on All-Stars. Can't wait for that. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait Are for all that. Uh, yeah, sure. You can come on. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, can't wait to get your opinions on, you know, Jenna crying and the rich Sue thing. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll talk about it later. Um, other than that, uh, we have. Oh, in May. Right. After, <laughs> after season 42 wraps. Uh, for the people that have listened to my show or the few times that I've been on uh, everyone else's, I have mentioned the fact that I had done 40 seasons in 40 days. When season 42 comes out and finishes, I will be attempting and or hopefully completing uh, 42 seasons in 42 days where I will try to live stream if uh, all if not most of my watch uh, of those 42 seasons. I'll have people from reality pop come on. Hopefully I'll have a few interviews lined up by then. Uh, obviously Adam Gideon are, are are welcome and hopefully come on. And I'm hoping that I can knock it out 42 seasons, in 42 days. Uh, so that's what we have coming up uh, in the near future and far future. So I'm excited.
1: Absolutely. And Justin is the host of the block. Um, anything else you wanted to, say about the block justin
2: yeah for sure i'm super excited last season we uh kind of got into it in the middle of the season so a little bit of a late jump but this year definitely doing some more preparation for it so i'm extremely excited to uh have some good interviews have some guests lined up for the block uh following uh, every wednesday episode i believe it is but i guess adam you and i will talk about exact scheduling with that but to uh Actually, I have a permanent la- uh, permanent co-host lined up as well um, to have a, a just a good dialogue, open dialogue about each week of Big Brother. We know there's three episodes a week, so a lot to unpack in Big Brother versus just the one weekly episode of Survivor. So excited to uh, to have some help with a co-host um, to discuss Big Brother content coming up in the summer. Um, nothing nothing better than some summer Big Brother. So I'm really looking forward to it
1: absolutely i know you got some interviews with the big brother 23 contestants lined up um probably won't be till 2022 but uh those will definitely be fun to watch but um cool hey you
2: know what you know what adam just i know we talked about xander a lot but he's from jacksonville i'm from jacksonville gotta give love to the boy that lived five miles away from me that i see out at the jack's beach bars hanging out over in jack's beach surfing and whatnot so i just gotta give a you know the Xander the Hastings vibe is live and electric in Jacksonville. The people here gotcha. love them.
1: Gotcha. Just like uh, how we love Amber Burkitsch over in uh, over in Pittsburgh. I know exactly what you're saying. And just uh, like I was from
4: Pittsburgh. Yeah. Who? Jenna Moraska is also from Pittsburgh.
1: Yes. She actually, I think she grew up really close to me too. Um, oh lost justin he said his phone was about to die um and then obviously just like how chris lives oh so close uh to winston churchill's um childhood home okay there we go um all right guys everyone thanks so much for joining this was an absolute blast uh to talk about season 41 had its ups had its downs had some more downs and maybe a third category of downs, but the cast was definitely not a down. The cast was an up, great cast, one of the best ever. Um, again, subscribe so you could see all of our interviews with this cast and other ones. And uh, thanks so much, guys, for joining. I'll be saying, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. Hello, love, loves. I love, love,
0: love, 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 love,